Welcome to Streams of Income with self-help author Ryan Rieger. For the next hour, you'll hear proven methods for how to live the multiple income streams dream. Ryan is passionate about helping others discover their gifts and start their own business. He's published five books, and his courses and group coaching programs have changed the lives of thousands of students all over the world. Ryan's books include Private Label, The Easy Way, Finding Your Grace Place, and his latest, Streams of Income. And now, here's your host, Ryan Rieger. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and today we're chatting with my friend, Abe McMahon. You're going to love this interview. Abe has hired shoppers all over the country. He lives in, in Minnesota, but has shoppers that don't live local to him. So you'll learn how he does that, how he pays them, how he, he's expanding his business. He's got an exclusive deal with the wholesale company. He shows how he did that. And he's also expanding internationally, a very unique way of doing it. So you're going to love this episode. If you are want to think big or you do think big, Abe will challenge you to think even bigger. You're going to love this episode with Abe. Here it is. So, Abe, welcome to Streams of Income Radio, man. I appreciate you doing this. Thanks, Ryan. Pleasure to be here, man. It was so awesome meeting you. Thanks for coming to our Legends Family Reunion. I know that uh, Joe gave you that idea, and I'm so glad he did because you added a lot of value there, and it was just fun meeting you and hearing about what you're doing. So thanks for taking that time. Yeah, I had a blast. Made some great connections there too. Yeah. Working was incredible. Do you go to a lot of conferences? I know probably nothing last year, but. Yeah, nothing last year, but yeah, we make an effort to get to every conference we can. If it yeah. works. Yeah. I just love the networking piece. I mean, there was a ton of amazing content that you guys provided that I took notes on plenty of notes and came sure. back. Um, but also the networking piece is just far and above everything I can imagine. Absolutely. Do you find that's the biggest benefit for you of a conference is just the, I mean, the course, the content you're always going to, no matter you're more advanced than most people, but I'm sure you picked up some nuggets too, but just as far as just, you know, the, con the, the networking out, you know, pretty much outweighs the, the, that's the biggest benefit for you. I would say, I would say it's probably 50, 50 because I was going to go to a conference. I want to get as much out of it as I can. I mean, I'm mm -hmm. paying for that. And, um, I want to, I challenge myself to learn something new. Mm. And so, you know, a lot of those, uh, like with the eBay piece uh -huh. presented, I took a whole bunch of great nuggets from that. What Kate yeah. presented, a lot of great nuggets there uh -huh. just to kind of help me even get grant more granular in my business, but yeah. also piece is really huge. Um, you know, I made some connections there that I think will probably evolve to maybe some business ideas. Love it. Uh, and that's the beauty of it is just being open and being willing to take some risks. And as we'll yeah. get into see, I'm a pretty big risk taker when it comes to, you know, expanding my business and looking for alternative passive income streams. So. Love it that you said passive income. As I mentioned before we hit record, so many people contact me and they want to know how to create a, a passive Amazon business. And there's not really a whole lot you can do at the, I mean, if you, Maybe if I, you know, other than like giving you money, Abe, here's you I'll invest in your business and you just give a return. But as far as uh, running your own business with Amazon, it's way, it's very active. Um, I know you're taking steps to make it more, more passive. I want to chat about that. But um, do you agree? Like there's at the beginning, it's a ton of work. Well, and I believe with any business that you work in, um, mm -hmm. and I should learn the ins and outs of it so that yeah. to expand and grow. Uh-huh other people how to do it too and i'm just a coach that's one of the giftings i believe god has blessed me with is uh -huh. just be able to coach and train people and so yeah. you're absolutely right i like to dig in but uh -huh. 
point, Amazon is a great business model, like mm -hmm. it brought me home. But yeah, there's certainly active work mm -hmm. on my own that's got to keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. Yeah. I started this business about four years ago uh -huh. on a bet. Number one, on a bet. On a bet. <laughs> Buddies and I were having a coffee and okay. uh, it was uh, fall of 2017. Okay. Uh, some guy came to the meeting and said, uh, you know, our coffee meeting and said, hey, you know, I've heard a lot about this Amazon business. What do you guys think about it? And so we started talking about it and we put a line in the sand and said, um, we're going to keep talking about this until I think it was November 1st. After that, we're done talking about it. Mm-hmm seem to be you know taking the leap to do it uh -huh. well it did and mm. i joke with my other buddy because he sells uh wholesale motors uh, motorsport parts okay sell his products on my amazon account which is oh that's of awesome yeah but um and he's part of that coffee group um, <laughs> but when i lost the bet at number one i'm a giver i love to give and my mm. wife's a saver and my wife said, in order for you to give more like I want to, then you need to probably find a way to do that. I said, how yeah. about that? That's uh, awesome. Anything my wife approves of, I know is a direct communication from the Lord. And mm -hmm. so she said, go for it. Um, I just took the, the dive and just absolutely love it. So back in 2017, when we started, huh? did the whole grind thing, was really working hard at mm – -hmm. Learning the Amazon system, tested yeah. the waters on private label, failed uh -huh. that, actually violated somebody's patent on accident, <laughs> and then had to pull my product back from Amazon. And then um, got into the retail arbitrage, online arbitrage shortly right. in 2018. Uh -huh. Quickly realized that if I'm going to grow this thing, not only to help people and give money away, but I want to scale, mm -hmm. I've got to build a team. Mm -hmm help me do this because there's yeah. no way with all the hours I was putting in because I had a full-time job at the time. Mm. What were you doing? I was, I'm actually, I was actually in wholesale pet food. Okay. Yeah. And so I actually know, think about it. I should go see if I can get a contract with my former company. Right. <laughs> I haven't done that yet, but I was selling wholesale pet food. So I understand how the wholesale game worked and mm -hmm. all that really gotten fully into the wholesale piece of our business. We're launching, we just actually launched an exclusive with somebody here this past week. Oh, okay. Some, uh, webs or uh, Amazon listings for. Okay. Uh, which is going to be potentially huge. It's mm -hmm. in the category. Um, but we're really still focused on RAOA. And as I, as I mentioned, I realized I wanted to build the team. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to grow this thing to the level that I wanted to, I've got to get help yeah. and have worked in logistics and operations uh, for 20 years of my life. Mm -hmm. Takes a team. Yeah. Successful. And so, because I, as I mentioned before, I never claimed to be the smartest person in the room and I don't want to be, and I'm all about promoting people around me to mm -hmm. so help and great minds think alike. And so, uh, I put in, uh, in Jim Cochran's community, I put a post out there in the community that said, Hey, does anybody have a contract for a shopper? Mm -hmm. And, um, this gal, Jen Barney, who, you know, eventually contacted me, just private messaged me and said, I'd be happy to shop for you. And I hadn't even got a contract yet. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. So we, we got on the phone, the phone together, did a little video interview, you know, I've been uh -huh. interviewing my whole life. And so I kind of uh -huh. looking for and, she hit every one of the boxes and we were off to the races. Is she local to you? 
Nope, she's in Utah. Oh, we wow. In person. Um, in fact, there's only one person. We've got six people on the team, and we just hired two more, so mm-hmm. we're going to eight. Um, I've actually never met, save one person, anyone on my team in person. That's awesome. But to get to your passive income piece that we mentioned earlier, what this has evolved into is into is kind of a, a two-part business development for me. Uh-huh. So part one is the opportunity to give money away, uh-huh. which is going to be in the form of donating money uh-huh. to organizations. But what's actually happening is I'm helping these shoppers who work for me, I'm helping them get out of debt. Oh, wow. So it's been just a true blessing for me to kind of equip and help them and something they can do on the side. And all of them have full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just been an opportunity for me to bless them with money financially. And we're very generous in our profit sharing. You know, we don't pay by the hour. They're all contractors. We do a profit sharing model. And so it's just been a true blessing how that's evolved. And then the second prong of that business approach was passive income. Mm-hmm. So, and I've actually challenged my team at this too. I don't want them to constantly be, you know, five years from now, if they're still shopping for me and they want to do that, that's great. But I encourage them, Hey, you've got to look at all their passive income opportunities too, yes. because you don't want to be like 65 and still packing boxes. Mm-hmm. So we talk about that because we have monthly team meetings. Okay. For me, ultimately the idea is to be completely passive and then pursue other opportunities, potentially like real estate. Yes. I also have a, an opportunity that might be coming soon to open up a prep center. Okay. And I, want, I want to start it, get it going, and then step away. Yes. So my whole thought is I want to develop these passive streams of income mm-hmm. and so that I'm not, you know, not, not I'm equipping and building people up, mm-hmm. but also not constantly having to be an employee, even though I own my own business, I don't want to be an employee in my own business. Right. So that's part of the the reason of where this is. I mean, and it didn't start that way, but it's evolving into this, wow, this could actually be a passive income. Yeah. Did you walk into it um, early on and know that you wanted it to be passive um, as soon as you possibly could? No, the light bulb didn't come on until later because I expected it to just be a side hustle for Mm -hmm. years. Mm Mm-hmm. What ended up happening was it became just too much work to manage a team yeah. at home and then manage a team at work and long hours at night and just mm-hmm. make I was educating. Because what I also do with the folks that are on our team is provide free coaching. Oh, wow. And encourage them to also develop their own Amazon business. Yes. So, you know, on a weekly basis, I've probably got one or two of my shoppers that I've got on the phone that we're going over through, you know, some of the tools and things that you use to make a successful Amazon business. I love it. Yeah. Wow. I think of all the questions. And when I'm doing these episodes, I, I uh, you know, been talking to people, people enough. I kind of know what some of the questions that people, if we, if we had an audience right now, what people are thinking and, and I always try to make sure I ask those questions. Um, when you quit your job, I don't need to tell you, don't need to tell me numbers or what you're making into your job or anything, but were you, can do you have an idea of percentage wise? Like, were you at, were you making a hundred percent of your regular income? Were you at 50% or how did, and you said you like to take big risks. So maybe, maybe you just went for it, but. No, no, I, uh, you know, haven't mentioned before that my wife is a big saver. I, <laughs> you know, throw cocks into the wind. Um, right. But I had heard a video by uh, Sue and Larry Pruitt. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that said um, when you've reached about 50% of your salary, yep. then you potentially can make up that remaining 50% if you were to put sure. your full time into it. And so I, I, we ran the numbers and we were about at 50%. Okay. Um, of course, we were constantly reinvesting into the business, mm-hmm. really taking those profits. But I said, you know, if we were to honestly take all those profits out, where would we be at? And it was right about 50% of my income. Yes. And so at that point in time, we mapped out what the absolute bare minimum we'd need to survive. Mm-hmm. I, we did the math and said, okay, my wife's name is Jenny. And I said, Jenny, what do we need to survive? And she gave me the number. Uh-huh. I said, okay, the goal every month is to pay us, pay ourselves that number and, and continue to live so that we're not, you know, we're not living extravagantly. We're certainly on the, the, um, the livable budget. Mm-hmm. But the way we've broken it down is there's the, there's two um, silos. There's the active income and the passive income. Okay. And the we've broken it down is we've got active livable, active comfortable, and active incredible. So the idea is to get to, the active incredible budget where the incredible budget's like more than money we can imagine. And then eventually that flows into the passive, passive livable, passive um, comfortable, and then passive incredible. And so right now we're somewhere in between um, active livable and active comfortable. You know, we're somewhere in between there. So the idea is that as I bring more shoppers on, Uh um, I've shifted slowly over to that passive side to where it's like, I can live passively come, or, you know, on a, on a livable budget uh-huh. the opportunity there is to use some of my other monies to invest in other, you mm. know. So do you have to be at the active incredible before you can start investing in the passive livable? Yeah, I know. That's kind of a, I'm like, I just threw a lot at you there. So no, no, I'm just trying to, cause I'm, I know uh, I'm, cause I want to understand it too. I remember you talking about that as we were walking back from dinner that night. And so I'm glad we're chatting about this because that's something I wanted to follow up with you on just to kind of, uh, cause this could, I'm thinking this could hold be like a whole, like a PDF download of people for helping people figure out where they want to be. Yeah. And the idea is yes, that you get to the active incredible and then you, you know, peel that into the passive livable. Mm-hmm. But organically, this is starting to, you know, we're moving down both roads at the same okay. time. Yes. Shopper experience. And so, I mean, certainly a lot of the inventory that I'm pouring into Amazon is still me actively putting that in there. Uh-huh. I continue to train and educate and expand the team. And so, in theory, yes, you're supposed to get it to that one first and then go over. But uh-huh. just, you're building both at the same time. Both at the same time. And it's yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. And then your goal would be to have, um, would your goal then to be have passive incredible and you're not doing much of the, I mean, are you, but it doesn't strike me as you're the type of guy that's just going to sit back and go play golf and not do anything. No, yeah. The passive incredible <laughs> is, would be for me an opportunity to start, continue to start more business streams. Yes. More you know, you know, we talked about opening a prep center, you know, here in the new future, maybe I could franchise that across the United States. I mean, yeah. I think very big and I yeah. encourage, on our team i mean you have to think massive don't yeah. short yourself yes. and so you know three years ago i would have never expected to be on a you know a video chat with you on your podcast i mean that was like a long <laughs> shot you know, i'm just here slugging it out and finding it seeing what i can find something that's got some good roi right right i am 
three years later, doing a podcast with you, mm-hmm. you know, coaching students. I'm like, that's mind blowing. Yes. You know, soccer team. I mean, so there's just all these things and that's because I just don't think small. I think mm. big scale power positive. Mm. Thinking, and I think, you know, why not me? Absolutely. Yeah. So, why do you think you feel like, do you, um, and I, I think I know the answer, but um, why do you think big and how do you, how do you even, cause how are you, how do you feel like you're wired that way? Um, cause I'm the same way and I don't think there's any other way to think. Um, but uh, what, what, what would you say fuels that? Well, certainly my faith is number one. Yeah. You know, I know that if God's got it in my plans, then I can't screw it up. No matter how boneheaded I can be. Or, That's good. So if it's meant to be, he'll make it happen. Yeah. Decision making that I make. So that's number one. And then number two, um, you know, along the path of my road through my corporate career, I've been through several leadership trainings and mm-hmm. had an opportunity to really find some tools and uh, opportunities to really just build self-confidence mm-hmm. and realize that everybody puts their pants on the same way I do. Yep. No one, and because of God's allowing me an exposure to these trainings, you know, I've got um, just self-confident that, you know, I, you don't intimidate me. I'm not intimidated by people or opportunities, and I'm willing to take risks. Mm-hmm. That's part of my, how God has designed me. Mm-hmm. Certainly for my wife, that's things like that scare her to death, but sure. that's what giftings are, right? So that's yeah. why we complement each other very well. And I'm not certainly telling anyone that if you don't have that gift, then you can't be a successful business person. That's not it at all. It's just that God has put me in an opportunity to walk confidently in some of these situations and say, you know what, I'm going to take a risk. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's what I do. Yes. And that's worked. That's bode well for me in my professional career when I used to work in operations logistics, and it's actually working very well for me here in my, mm. you know, real experiences too. So yeah. So when when you say risk, what's an example of something? Are you talking about like you know when we say go out and find a new replan, you know, buy two or three, you might buy twenty or thirty, or um... <laughs> that's the kind of risk that I take. Uh, uh-huh. Has burned me from time to time, but uh-huh. more often than not, it pays off, and that's just based on. Uh, educating myself sure on what the metrics are the price history you know all those charts that we know how to read mm-hmm. uh, but i would say you know even more than that you know that to me is not a huge risk right. i can walk away from some of those items and as long as it's not you know high-end expensive watches or something you know right. don't buy <laughs> so what i'm talking about is um giving an, a shopper a credit card and saying okay here's an unlimited credit card there you go you go use the tools and the methods that I've trained you in and go buy. And on occasion, check in with me. Now, of course, the that runway is a lot shorter when you first start with us because we're building a trustworthy relationship. Mm-hmm. But, you know, certainly there could be people that have been working for me for two years that could really honestly be spending month, their, their credit card on anything they want. And I would, you know, we certainly audit from time to time, but I'm not sitting through going through every transaction. So there yeah. could be transactions that they could be filling their own pantry with mm-hmm. there's a level of trust like that and what i tell people on the team is you can do that if you choose to do that you'll do it for a period of time but eventually i'll find out right so <laughs> but we're not helicoptering you know around these yeah. folks you know monitoring every single transaction so there's a level of risk there that i'm saying mm-hmm. hey, that's true yeah thousand dollars a month go for it and so oh. We've got shoppers that do that on a regular basis. 
I love it. Yeah, that's the kind of level of risk I'm talking about. Yeah. Or for, for that matter, hiring people I never meet in person. Yes. You know, we meet once a month at a team meeting when we have mm-hmm. it together. But beyond that, it's really kind of hands off. Yes. So that's kind of what I mean when I talk about risk, not getting you know, 10 to 20 of those same. Right. I love it. Tell me about how you found. So to walk me through the process of a shopper, because I know a lot of people want to get to that level. They want to outsource their business. Um, now, maybe somebody's not going to, f- to go to the level of hiring somebody they never met. Like you, I don't think I don't see a problem doing that. I'd have no problem doing that, especially if I got on a Zoom call and talked to them. Right. But let's just start with just hiring a shopper, whether it's somebody they know, son, daughter, to friend at church. Um, what advice would you give for them? And let's talk about, you know, if you want to, like how, how you might pay them and just um, getting over that hump. Yeah, great question. So the first thing I'll say is um, non-commuted expectations can lead to disaster. So be very upfront and be willing to have those uncomfortable conversations. Like I'll give you an example. Um, we started our, so just so you mentioned, we do a 50-50% or a 50-50 split on the profit, the net profit after we okay. back all the fees and returns. Are you tracking that like on Inventory Lab or something like that? We're using a platform called Sellerboard. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and because they're employed, they're contractors, they buy their own supplies. But the way we kind of help compensate for that is we give kind of a bonus for every item they ship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not paying for their supplies. If they want to choose to use that bonus to pay for their supplies, they can. But we don't want the supplies to be an obstacle for them to go find products mm-hmm. and send them in Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, but we do a 50-50 split. And if uh, you're going to hire somebody, um, you got to inspect what you expect. So you have to train them with the right expectations. Mm-hmm. Completely transparent more transparent with the numbers everyone can see everything mm-hmm. that's how we operate complete transparency mm-hmm. if i need to roll something out like we rolled out a change with some of the different department stores that offer kickbacks we said you know what we're going to lower the profit sharing on those particular stores because we're going to let you keep that that rebate that you get from that company nice want to use it to buy down inventory that's fine but we don't want to deal with getting in the middle of, like, for example, Kohl's cash. We don't want to deal with whose is that and what's that. Right. So we had to roll that out. That was a change we rolled out uh, as we continue to grow mm-hmm. because it was the right thing to do for the business. Yeah. But be able to have those uncomfortable conversations, mm-hmm. set the right expectations, and then provide lots and lots and lots of training. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are constantly training folks, educating them bringing them up to speed on new things that are coming down the pipe on Amazon or Walmart. Cause we also sell there. So all these things, just lots and lots of training because I need to make sure these folks stay trained up, know exactly what they're looking for. Yep. Continue to just reinforce that, you know, a tribal knowledge, if you will. So then when they go to make a purchase, it's all just right there. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I want to encourage too. And then also just be upfront. Um, where you see this business going and their involvement. And so, um, but that kind of goes back just to the transparency. That's how we operate. Wow. 50%. I don't think I've ever heard of anybody doing that, but it makes sense. They're making buying decisions for you, aren't they? Correct. Yep. They're not, they're not just on a, going down a list of of items to replenish. Well, if they find their own replenish, yes, they they can. And they certainly do that. 
Um, but yeah, they're outsourcing themselves, finding That's their awesome. products. And it's very, ironically, um, it's very rare that we ever find two shoppers that find the same thing. Wow. You have to keep track of it, which is just mind blowing. That just continues to tell me how the abundance mentality is ever present on the online in the e-commerce. Yes. It's crazy how much out there and how many products are available. Oh, I totally agree. Are they looking at, since they're in different parts of the country, are they shopping regional stores that are unique to them? Therefore, they're finding things that the other shoppers aren't finding? Yeah, yeah. We've got a couple like Jen in Utah does that. She's got some, you know, regional stores out there uh-huh. as well as uh, Tina over in California, her too. So we've got different pockets of the country, Eric and mm-hmm. Alabama. Yeah. So they're kind of hitting these kind of niche stores too, as well as some of the big boxes. Wow. But the beauty of it too is just the diversity and how people are wired. Mm-hmm. They think differently and they'll go down one aisle and someone will go down a different one in a big box store and they just look for different things. I mean, yeah. it's just mind blowing at how incredible they just look for different products. Yeah. And they actually, what ends up happening, Ryan, is they create an internal leads list for me. Mm-hmm. So, as I'm going through and I send out on a weekly basis as much as I can, their replens, I'll pull a report, say, mm-hmm. okay, these are the products that um, you need to go replen that's selling mm-hmm. very well so they don't have to worry about the keeping track themselves. Mm-hmm. And so in that process, I'll look through the list and I'll go, hey, maybe I want to jump in this one too. Mm-hmm. And so I'll partner with, say, Jen and I'll say, hey, I know that you're replenning this, but I want to jump in some of this too. And so mm-hmm. I'll keep track of everything I sell. Uh-huh. So she knows that when I sell something in that, that I don't have to split that 50, 50, that's, you know, net profit. Yeah. Oh, so they're selling on there when they, um, they're buying on your credit card and putting it on their Amazon account. Well, they're all in our account. Okay. Okay. But she will have that listing under her name. Oh, got it. We've got a system that keeps track of the manifest that we send into Amazon and they'll show when my product sold as opposed okay. to. Interesting. And they're prepping, shipping it themselves to Amazon for you. As well as fulfillment by merchant. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Very, very cool. And you're what's cool, I like it that you are encouraging them to then do their own thing outside of your do they have to sign anything? Do you require some type of NDA um or non-compete type of thing for you know if they decided to go and say, Hey Abe, thanks so much for this opportunity. I'm gonna do go ahead and go on my own. Do they then have to abandon those listings that they did with you or Maybe that's happened. hasn't even happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. Um, we've got people that decided to, you know, that this type of business wasn't for them. They were either working sure. or whatever the case is. But no, I don't make them sign an NDA. Wow. There's no, I, in fact, I encourage them. I say, sell in your account too. So when you're in the store, mm-hmm. if you switch back and forth between your own account and mine, mm-hmm. you can sell it and put it on your own credit card. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the abundance mentality I have. Yes scared of of them finding products to sell on their own account i'm just saying make sure you use the right credit card you know when you had accidents happen i mean people have occasionally bought groceries on the the business account and yeah message me oh my gosh i made a mistake and you know so there's that i love it I love how you're just not concerned. You trust them. It probably gives them a feeling of like, wow, um, and it probably empowers them more than anything. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it gives you oppor- gives somebody an opportunity to be dishonest if they wanted to, but they're not going to want to burn that bridge. If they're getting free cons- consultations from you and all that training, 
I mean, that's super valuable. So most people aren't going to mess up that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. and, if, and if they are folks that decide to, you know, do something unethical, that would have been a bad hiring decision on my part. Mm. You know, honestly, Ryan, we've, I've had those frank conversations with folks that say, you know what, I'm a little reserved on making this hire. I don't know if it's going to be a great fit. Mm. And so we actually walked away from a couple, you know, just in, respectfully, but just something, yeah. in me, you know, Holy Spirit saying, hey, this is probably not a good idea. Yeah. You know, and then the other question we get is, well, how did you find all these people? You know, did you put an ad out on the paper? <laughs> and it's hard for me to replicate it, Ryan, because honestly, I just say, you know what? God sent these people to me. We have not done any, aside from me making that post with Jen, uh -huh. um, and I didn't even post to get a shopper. I was looking for a contract. Yeah. Aside from her, I have not posted anywhere asking for any shopper. I mean, done no marketing, not looking for anybody. And it's just kind of like organically happened through the grace of God. And people just out and say, I hear you do this. Um, can I join your team? And I'm like, well, let's, let's take a look. Let's get you on an interview and, and see how it goes. Unbelievable. I guarantee there's going to be somebody listening to like, I want to join his team or what type of person are you looking for? Um, even if you, if you are looking to expand, what's in, what's an example of somebody that would be like, yes, I'd love to chat with this person at least. Are they from a certain area of the country that you don't have a shopper in yet? Or what, what would be somebody that would be, you know, you'd be willing to talk to. Yeah. We'll talk to anybody. I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm always looking to grow and expand the team. I mean, if you think about it, um, wholesale accounts, there's a whole host of wholesale accounts. We could be landing mm -hmm. in that has a lot of room for that. Uh, we are looking for international folks. We've got a team, um, that is supposed to be starting sometime soon in United Arab Emirates. Wow. Yeah, the credit card is like taking a month to get there. The closed borders, I mean, it's just taking forever to get it there. And so eventually they're ready to go. We've trained them up and it's just waiting for that credit card to show up. Okay, well, they're going to be buying in UAE and selling on the Amazon UAE for you? Yeah, send it, buying local, selling local. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I love that. It's kind of an untapped replens market out there, like for sure. <laughs> my goodness. Oh my word. I am like chomping at the bit, Ryan, to get that thing going because the, the opportunities out there are immense. And oh. so I can't wait. But of course we're flying blind. There's no tools over there. Right. So it's, it's simply mm. rank and, you know, the Amazon seller app, you know, or, you know, that's it. Yeah. Are there other sites that are online sites that they could, I, here's what I would think I would do if I was starting just completely. And I'd love your thoughts. If I had a team there, I'd be thinking, okay, what are some other online websites that are there? And I'm in a store and I see it. If it's selling well on this website, that's super popular already. Let's give it a shot on Amazon. Cause it's probably going to do well there too. What do you think? Yes. yes. And I'll have to rely on the local knowledge on that. Like what website do you all shop on? Right. Um, but yeah, certainly going to be testing small, not any of those. <laughs> no, by 5,000 of them. <laughs> no, not in that case. But, uh, and then also we've got uh, James up in Canada, who's kind of, he's still growing his own Amazon business. Um, he doesn't do a whole lot for us up there, which isn't a problem, but certainly wanting to expand into that. Mm -hmm. and also in Mexico, you know, we're part of that uh, North American agreement. Uh, yes. 
part of Amazon. So we do a fair amount of business externally as well. Wow. Um, but yeah, but to your point, you know, if someone wanted to join the team, we're open to listen to anybody. Okay. It would be a, a shame for me to say, well, then we're full, you know, no, I've got this, you know, huge idea of just expanding the team beyond comprehension. And, yeah. you know, if you, if a person has a skill set, we want to put them to work, you know, I love it. Skills and abilities. Man, how'd you find the folks in the United Arab Emirates? So that's crazy. That's a crazy story. So, um, so Jen uh-huh. was messaging. So Tina, she had posted in the silent sales machine about frustration with some of her sales or whatever. And so Jen okay. up to her and kind of said, Hey, you know, I can help you. And so they started dialoguing and developed a relationship. Jen okay. asked me, Hey, what do you think about bringing Tina on the team? And she's original. Tina's originally from Egypt. Okay. So then, uh, talked to Tina, and as we kind of grew in our relationship, about six months in, I said, "Tina, hey, if you know anybody internationally that wants to shop, you know, let me know." So she put me in, a, in uh, contact with a guy named John Moses. Okay. And who lives in United Arab Emirates? And then through, I mean, we must have. I got on a conference call with probably five or six people that lived over there. And I explained the business concept of what we do. And one couple decided to take the leap. The other ones, not so much, but. Okay. See, they take the leap. You send the credit card over there. I assume that might have like a, a, some like employee limit or something to, to to begin with. Well, when it's in route, yeah, I freeze the card. So they don't lost or whatever. Yeah, but then they'll start out with a probably a two thousand dollar month limit. Unbelievable! Yeah, it's crazy. That is so cool. I love this. I've not heard anybody that's selling over there. I know that's kind of a newer market. Um, do you have any idea how big Amazon is there right now? Is it only three years old? Uh huh. And it's a house. You know, people are familiar with it. They're very happy that uh-huh. Amazon really came to the Middle East, and I think they're developing one in Egypt right now as we speak too. Wow. But yeah, it's definitely a household name over there. People know it and order from it frequently. You get a lot of people, folks that send um, stuff from the UK uh-huh. and list because apparently the transfer, the transportation time works for that. So uh-huh. I've kind of evaluated some of the listings. Uh-huh. Uh, folks are shipping from the UK, but not a whole lot of FBA going on over there. So they have prep center, or they have, sorry, they have well, fulfillment warehouses in United Arab Emirates that are Amazon warehouses. That's cool. So your shoppers are going to be buying locally at a local store, shipping it to the, those centers. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. It's going to be remarkable. I mean, the one thing we have to, and I had to impress this on the team a lot was, you know, UAE is kind of a hub for counterfeit. You know, okay. a lot of barges coming from China mm-hmm. through there coming to the United States. So I'm very much impressing upon them. Do not, you know, Amazon makes its name on authentic product. Yeah. You cannot under any circumstances buy some Nike knockoff or, you know, anything like we need a receipt that shows exactly what it is. And so just impressing that time and time and time mm-hmm. again to make sure. And we'll probably start out in the grocery space okay. over there, um, because I think there's a lot of need for that mm-hmm. from an standpoint so we probably won't get into some of those apparel and things quite yet wow yeah i love this you document everything what you're doing this whole process um because i think i see a course or some type of training for somebody to expand internationally using your model yeah 
Man, no, obviously it's been a lot of God's favor and, you know, how do you, you teach that? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, uh, what's that? Yeah. Somebody goes, here's a shopper. Or God delivers a shop to me. And then someone goes, how do you do it? I'm like, well, I'm not sure I can replicate this. Right. We can replicate how to structure the business. Yeah. Know. Do you know anything about the UAE and their taxes and what level, do you, what, at what point you have to even think, start even thinking about the you know, any taxes and all that? No idea yet. I love it. See, that's what I love about you because most people will be like, they'd have everything all together trying to all figure it out and then they would never take action. And you just ship a credit card over there and we're like, we'll figure this out as we go. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly right. I mean, my lawyer thinks I've got a level of risk that's like off the charts. He's like, you're crazy. But force <laughs> me in it and, and uh, you know, that'll be a conversation for my CPA at the end of the year. Okay, this is what we did. How do we figure this out? You know, so. That's awesome. Do you plan on doing this in France and Germany and the UK? Uh, I hadn't actually thought that big. Uh-huh. Um, the thing that's appealing to the UAE right now is there's no professional fee to start an account over there with Amazon. It's okay. At this point, I'm sure they'll start charging. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if I had a shopper that called me up and said, hey, I'd love to shop for you in the UK. I'd be all over mm. it. Yeah. Or France or wherever. Yeah. I'm totally. Open wow. To give us an That's so cool. I just, I mean, that opens up so many doors for I me. Mean, golly. People all over the world are looking for opportunities. So this. There's a, there's a big need. Uh, mm. I would say this, that we're talking about starting a kind of a group. And you and I talked about this before we hit record, but mm. A place where we can connect people that want to shop and people that want to sell yeah. and together and just link it. And so, um, and there's a huge opportunity for international sellers that sell on the dot com, mm-hmm. you know, help here in the U.S. how to, to maneuver things and where to find things. And there's mm-hmm. just a huge need for that, and we want to help meet that need. So that's another passive stream that we're looking at and potentially building out. That's incredible. Wow. Got my brain turning on my, as we're recording this and to think of all the different opportunities. Awesome. And is it 50? You're doing the 50% also with the folks in the UAE? Yeah. Yep. Same model. Yep, same model. Yeah. I wonder if some point, like, you know, would it be, it, if you start expanding these other countries, would it be better to have the, you know, a, a separate Amazon account so it's not yours is not, you know, exposed to, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Would it be better to have a smaller Amazon accounts? Yeah, that was one thing that, see, the beauty of our account right now is it's got un, unrestricted and everything. So, mm. you know, when we use an invoice for, you know, our .com, we use it for .ca, .mx, .uae, or .a. Okay. And so we can get, you know, use that invoice to get unrestricted. Mm-hmm. So hard to say, you know, if starting another account would be beneficial. Um, and I don't, I'd probably have to talk to someone at Amazon to let them know this is doing an international thing, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely warrants a conversation probably. That's amazing. Definitely document what you're doing. Cause I I see there's tons of potential here and and with, uh, people that want to expand overseas and just don't know exactly how to do it, but it sounds like you've got the model down or at least we'll find out if you do. Right. We'll find out. Yeah. Because like when I had that conversation with the folks that died, AE or done the UAE, um, you know, they know all the stuff about the local stuff and what sells popular and what's going yes. on. 
stocking their homes with. And I'm like, yeah, just go buy that stuff and then send it in. Yes. Whereas if I attempted to do that from here over the pond, you know, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Right. Oh, this is going to sell great. You know, like an example too is like blues clues, you know, that's selling, we're selling that in Mexico right now. And I can't even move it in the dot com. Right. Crazy. Like what, intrigues people and what they're buying and it's just you know you can't make it up so that you just say okay you're local what do people normally buy you know and put it on amazon that's incredible i love it and the somebody will end up creating a tool that works over there too so it'll make your job easier yeah i mean it's still young over there but i'm sure they will Mm. create a tool yeah Mm. Well, you mentioned something else, um, exclusives. Tell me about that, how you got that, because that's a question we get a, a decent amount too, is how do I go from selling RA and OA to then wholesale to actually have an exclusive with some with a company? Yeah, great question. So listening to, I was listening to one of Jim's podcasts mm-hmm. and he was talking about with a gentleman who found the only way to find a good wholesaler is to find a name on a truck that you can't Google online. Mm. That's a local wholesaler or a distributor. And if you Google the name on the side of that truck, you're never going to find it online. Well, potentially. And then that's where you go uh, contact them directly. Hey, can I get an account with you? Okay. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about that in our team, uh-huh. you know, relaying the, the podcast and some of the tips and tricks. And one of the gentlemen on our team, he's actually here local here in Minnesota with me, Franklin. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a d- manufacturer of a particular product that's made here in the U S made here, actually correction made here in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. And we went and looked for the product online and it's selling online with a very good rank and a terrible listing. And I know what's happening is folks are going in and they're buying it retail arbitrage and just flipping it. Right. And so I'm like, we've got to go talk to these folks. So he walked in the door and they've never even, you know, they know their products on Amazon, but they've never sold on Amazon. They have no desire to sell on Amazon. And we said, hey, can we get a wholesale account with you? Mm-hmm. And they were a little hesitant at first because they're like, well, do you have a brick and mortar store? And we said, no. And I said, well, and he just explained it to them. Hey, this is how it works. Because I told him I coached him up before he went into the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. I said, here's what you're going to say. And he just convinced them. And they said, okay, great. We'll sign it. And we signed a contract. They said, you can sell our products on Amazon. And uh, you're exclusive. So, wow. are yeah. they going to help get a, get the other sellers off the listing, or is that something you guys are going to do? Probably have to. We're going to have to finagle that because the other sellers created the um, listing under this, you know, brand unknown, and yeah. we're using the UPC. So I'm not really certain how we're going to do this and how we're going to, you know, get them potentially brand registered, but they don't want to get on Amazon. So I don't know. We're going to figure that all out. Um, and we'll probably end up not selling individuals. We'll probably end up selling case packs and, yeah. you know, also leverage the business side of it where we can sell in quantity. And um, yes. so we'll figure that out. But yeah. right now it's like amazing. We're going to build out a really cool listing with variations and, and probably something, put something in there that kind of privatizes it with us, you know, mm-hmm. you know unique item or yes. we learned and, you know, that I actually learned at your reunion. Yeah. From Leanna. Yeah, how to make sure that, you know, we can get people, keep people off that list. Mm-hmm. Man, I love it. I love what you're doing. I just love how you just go after stuff and you're thinking big. You're my type of guy. So <laughs> what advice would you give for, I know you're, you're a coach, you, you coach people and you see you have 22 clients right now for Jim Cockrum coaching. Yeah. What are some of the mistakes you see people make that you can help people avoid? Um, 
and give us some advice to give those some newer sellers some advice as we wrap this up. So from my standpoint, and I've been a coach, um, like sporting coach for my kids' soccer teams and baseball teams and basketball for years and years. And one of the things that I always told my kids and I tell my students actually as well was work on the skill development and the runs or the goals will come. Mm -hmm. With a student who says, okay, how many replants do you want me to find this week, coach? I'm like, I don't care if you find any. What I want you to work on is refining that skill development. Mm -hmm. How are you looking? These techniques that I'm teaching you, how to use Keepa, refine that skill over and over and over again. So what I will tell them is how many hours a day are you going to spend refining this skill? No different than, you know, when someone exercises or develop abilities in a sport or whatever the case is. I like, I don't care how many replunge you find or how many progress you find, how many days are you going to commit to developing that skill? And they're like, well, I can commit two hours. Okay. Then every day I want you to sit in there and spend two hours refining that skill. So that's one thing that I always tell my students. That's good. The other thing I tell them is you got to get uncomfortable. So we shouldn't be inviting a little bit of chaos into our lives on a regular basis. So, and I'll, and I'll kind of explain it to with the Christian walk. So we'll be here on a high point with God, just walking hand in hand with Jesus. And then all of a sudden, you know, the world gets to us and sin in, in, uh, comes into our lives and we start to, you know, descend into this, you know, uh, okay life, you know, yeah. living in and hitting cruise control. And then something bad happens. We're like, Oh my gosh, I got to get back up there walking hand in hand with Jesus. So what I'm suggesting is as you kind of feel yourself plateauing and maybe even co- coasting, invite a little bit of chaos in your life so you get back up on that, that high point. What does that look so, like for an Amazon seller inviting chaos? Yeah, so do something uncomfortable. Go talk to a manufacturer like we did in Minneapolis. Because mm-hmm. frankly, it's like, oh my gosh, what do I do? How do I go talk to them? I'm like, here, I'm going to tell you exactly what to do. And just walk in there like you know more than you actually know. And, and just tell him, hey, this is what we do. This is our Amazon business. We're going to do this. And so he went in there confident. Yes. So he was able to get the contract. The other thing I would do is do something uncomfortable around, you know, going to a new category. It's very easy to get in that rut yep. of only grocery. No, walk into Home Depot and look for something else or talk to a store manager, develop a relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's what this business is about. Part of it is at least relationships. And so I'll tell my students, you know, you run around to five different stores buying this product. Why don't you just talk to the store manager and ask him or her if you can order two, three, four X, which you go around to these stores and buy mm-hmm. instead of, then you've got a pallet for you sitting in the back room. You just go load your car one trip. Yes. Why are you wasting your time? And so having that uncomfortable conversation, mm. Hey, can you be my supplier for this product? Yeah. So we challenge our students to do that too. Wow. So. Love it, man. Or for you inviting chaos might mean just sending a credit card to the UAE. Uncontrolled, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or I, that's awesome. Do you have plan? Cause I know there's a Amazon, China, Japan, Singapore. What are some of the other international ones that you, that I, I get emails, Hey, come on the, our platform over here. And like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even know Amazon had a place there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the sky is the limit, Ryan. I mean, yeah. that is the beauty of this business and the abundance mentality that I, th- I would encourage everyone to have. Like there is more than enough mm-hmm. to, for everyone to get a piece. Yes. For me, just believing that philosophy, mm-hmm. you know, God's going to always provide. Yes. There's enough to share around, you know? And so right. just being a giver and, and willing to help 
folks around me and taking a risk. Love it. That's working for you. It's working for me too. So I'm a, I love, I love our conversation about giving. I'm have some big goals for giving too. And I uh, just love that this business offers the opportunity to make good income to be able to do that. So it's fun. You know, I have a, a, a Grandale's goal to give away 90 and live on the 10. Yes. But and we're a long ways from that right now, but you know, eventually maybe we'll get there. You'll get there. Well, Abe, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you being on with me. And I'd love to, after you, uh, seriously, I'd love to have you back on after you get this, uh, after you got some results from your UAE experience, experiment, because I think that uh, there's, there's seriously is potential there for those that want to, you know, just want to go expand their business beyond what they're currently doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I am documenting everything I'm doing. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks for being on with me. Right on, man. You've been listening to Streams of Income with self-help author Ryan Rieger. From right here in the Dallas Metroplex, Ryan teaches several entrepreneurial courses and group coaching programs to students all over the world. Be sure to listen next week at the same time for Streams of Income with Ryan Rieger.